Are you ready to take your business to the next level and make the money you want so that you can create the impact you desire? Then you're in the right place. It's possible to run a successful business built around your life. Get ready for a little bit of tough love and a whole lot of strategy to grow your business without sacrificing your sanity. If you're ready to get out of your own way and step into the role of CEO, then let's go. I'm Amy Tra, and this is the Motivated CEO Podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, I want you guys to make sure to check out my friend Helen's podcast, Purpose, Potential, and Power, especially her episode that she just dropped called Make Sure You're Marketing Chocolate, Not Broccoli, If You Want to Sell More. Oh my gosh, this episode was full of so many awesome takeaways that help you sell more. She is truly a guru of sales and I just adore her. So make sure to check out that podcast. All right, so today we are talking about one of my favorite topics. It's pure strategy. This is one of those episodes that definitely get your notebook out, get your pencil, get your paper, like all of the things because I am dropping pure, pure gold in this episode. So we're going to talk about my quarterly review process. And a quarterly review is something that I think as a CEO, if you are truly the CEO of your business, you need to be doing. This is not something that's optional. This is not something that is fun. This is a necessary thing that you need to make sure you block out time on your calendar for because what it does is it gives you data. Data should drive your decisions in your business. It is very easy to get wrapped up in all of the things that we're doing day in, day out, this, that, the other. We get so scattered that we lose our focus. And when we lose our focus, we end up accomplishing very little. So this process that I have developed has evolved over the past four years of owning a business, but this has completely, completely changed my business strategy and has given my clients that zoomed out perspective that really, really helps. When you start to view your business as an experiment and the numbers as just objective data, it really helps you be more aware of what's going on, more intentional with how you're spending your time. Because as business owners, we're in our business, right? We're inside of the jar. When we're inside of a jar looking out, it's very hard to read what it says on the outside, right? So this helps take you out of your business to give you that external view. So I really recommend taking the time to schedule that day on your calendar at least quarterly. Again, knowing your numbers is so, so important. Um, While we're going through this episode, jot down notes, but then at the end, I'm going to share with you a new resource that I created for you to help guide you through this whole entire process and make your life even easier. So let's go ahead and dive in. So the first part of my quarterly business review, it always starts with a self-assessment. I know, right? I know what you're thinking. 
that, okay, well, wait a minute. You told me we're going to do a quarterly business review. What, why are we talking about me? Well, you are the CEO of your business. If you cannot be at your best self, your top performing self, it makes it really, really hard to run that business in a way that feels good for you. So I always like to ask myself first, how am I feeling? How am I doing? Taking the time to check in with myself. How is my energy level? Am I maintaining those boundaries I've set? Am I asking for help when I need to? Am I noticing signs of burnout? A lot of times we're hustling so hard, so fast that we forget. We forget to check in with ourselves and that's a fast track to burnout. I then ask myself, you know, do my yeses, do those things that I'm saying yes to, do they feel aligned with my mission, vision, and values that I've established for the business? And lastly, am I holding myself accountable and completing my daily non-negotiable items? As a CEO, it is very, very easy to let ourselves off the hook. Because we're at the top, right? We are the CEO of our business. We don't have anyone else holding us accountable. You don't have a manager checking in with you saying, okay, have you done this? Have you done that? Have you done the other? I come from a career where we were, our productivity was measured. It was measured and our performance review was based off of those numbers. So if you didn't hit certain benchmarks, you were paid for performance and you wouldn't get as high of a merit raise. So it's very important that you are taking the time to hold yourself to that higher standard, hold yourself accountable and complete those daily non-negotiable items. Now, if you're listening to this episode and you're like, what do you mean? Non-negotiable items? What the heck is that? I'm going to link a podcast episode I did a few weeks ago that lists out my three daily non-negotiables using my NON acronym. And that has been a game changer in just keeping me accountable, keeping me on the right track. So if nothing else gets done, I can at least make sure to do these three things daily that will keep my business moving forward. It's all about working smarter, not harder. Focusing that energy that we do have, using that time in a manner that is efficient for us. That's what it's about. It's not about doing more. It's about doing what you need to do in a way that's focused, in a way that makes sense for you. So once you've taken the time to check in with yourself, here's where we're going to dive into the nitty gritty. Okay, well, looking back, what worked well? Over the last quarter, what worked really well for me? I always run my profit and loss report. If you have a bookkeeper, they'll do this for you. You can use accounting software. I've been using Wave lately. Um, I used to be a QuickBooks person, but... QuickBooks kept giving me like it wouldn't sync with my bank account and I was having all sorts of issues. So I switched to Wave and I'm actually really liking it and it's completely free. Um, 
So make sure you're running that report each month. But I always like to look at my numbers and break them down and go, okay, what's my current overhead? Like I look at all of my expenses for the year, for the month, and I break it down into one lump sum. Okay, so if I know in order to break even and run this business, I mean, we're talking everything from Canva to Zoom to, you know, whatever you're outsourcing, your 1099s, all of that. When you're taking the time to calculate that number and break it down by 12, you get your break-even number. So list that number. What's my current overhead? Because it will fluctuate as you subscribe to new things, as you cancel subscriptions. It's always good to rerun that number frequently. And then look and see, okay, what was my gross income? What actually came in? And then figure out, what was that profit margin? A good profit margin goal is based off of your industry. It can be anywhere from 8 to 20%. But take the time to dive in. I am not a CPA, so I cannot walk you through step by step. But this number is very important in letting you know exactly what's working and what's not. And then I always like to look at, okay, what actually sold? What was my top grossing product or service for the month? What actually sold versus what do I think is selling? A lot of times business owners run into this problem where we get wrapped up in our emotions, right? We're human. So what we think is selling versus what is actually selling can be two completely different things. So make sure you're taking the time to dive into those profit and loss numbers. Next, I always like to dive into my KPIs. Um, KPIs are, again, more data, more data that you can use to make the best decisions for you. So the first one is the email list. Okay, what's my open rate? What's my click-through rate? What emails are people actually replying back to? Am I selling through my email? Okay, well, what is my cost per revenue, my revenue then per subscriber, my value per subscriber of my email list? When you take the time to break it down and actually look at, okay, what's resonating with people? It makes then that content creation process that much easier. I then dive into my social media analytics. This is going to vary by platform, but something that you can look at is, okay, what are people saving? What are people sharing? You know, look at your overall growth of your social media accounts. Look at the data and repurpose. Repurpose the things that people are already resonating with. Again, you don't need to be reinventing the wheel because no one's paying that close of attention. And as a business owner, new people are always coming into your world. So we always need to be repeating ourselves over and over and over. What this does is it gives us the authority because now we're the go-to for the one thing. I see all too often business owners, they're posting about this, they're posting about that, they're posting about the other. Stick to your content pillars. Really, really make sure that you're taking the time to 
be known for one thing. You want to be a master of one, not a jack of all trades. As counterintuitive as it is, this is what really allows you then to leverage the your authority in the space because you're the go-to person now. If you have a podcast, make sure you're tracking those numbers. Most platforms have analytics that you can go in and open up. Same thing with your website. And then I always like to ask myself, okay, if I did make an investment this month, what was the ROI on it? What has been the benefit? Was this investment truly helpful? Was it the best use of my time, of my energy? So once I've really gotten into the nitty gritty of that, I then like to look into, okay, how did I acquire and convert followers into buyers, right? How many consultation calls did I get on? How many of those discovery calls? How many people reached out to me saying, hey, I'm interested. I want to know what it's like to work with you. Because the more conversations you're having, the more that helps your conversion rate. You need to know your conversion rate as well. So of those calls, say you got on 10 calls and five people then signed on. All right, you have a 50% conversion rate. So you know that, okay, if I converted 50%, here's my, my overall profit goal. You can then use that data and know, okay, if I want to hit my goal, I need to secure at least six new clients a month. So that means that I have to get on at least 12 discovery slash consult, whatever you want to call them, calls in order to, on average, have that rate of conversion. It's all math. It's knowing your numbers. I always like to then, from that, when I'm on those calls, for those that aren't converting, I like to ask them like, okay, well, what is holding you back? And write down that information. Write down those objections that you're getting. Because that right there, you can use that information then to create content to get ahead of those objections, to prepare yourself that, okay, when someone does bring up this objection, here's how I can better educate them as to how my service is the solution for the problem that they have. I am completely like anti-bro marketing. I really feel like people need to make the best decision for them. But a lot of times, objections are simply questions. They're just simply statements that, you know what, this person that I'm speaking to, they're just seeking to find out more information, more information to make the best decision for them. So when people are asking questions, don't shut down immediately. It's okay. They're just trying to figure things out. They're processing as they go. I'm interrupting this episode to share a free online networking opportunity for female entrepreneurs. Join me for Coffee Talk every Monday at 1230 Eastern Standard Time and connect with like-minded entrepreneurs leveling up and stepping into the role of the CEO of their business. Details can be found in the show notes. I would love to see you there. So once I know, okay, 
I have that data. I know my conversion rate. I know like, okay, how many new clients I onboarded. I always like to know, okay, what's my capacity? Am I on a wait list or do I still have a little bit of wiggle room? This really is helpful in me then planning out other little offers. So if I want to do a offer where I do, you know, a three pack of coaching sessions or lunch, you know, like a six week session instead of my signature three month package, you know, I can really then double down on that data and figure out, okay, I do have the capacity for this or, oh my gosh, like, no, I'm on a wait list. Why the heck would I be trying to overextend myself now? So that's really important that you're aware of that number as well. My next question I ask myself is, how did I get in front of my ideal clients? Like, what did I do for visibility this month? And then what was my leading client acquisition source? Was it retention? Was it word of mouth? Was it referrals? Was it my website? Was it social media? Where are these clients coming from? How did they figure out that I exist and get into my world? And then I kind of keep an idea too. Okay, well, maybe they started following me a year ago and then they got on my email list and then they were on the email list for a while and now they're in my world. Now they have asked for the discovery call and it's hard to pinpoint exactly how long that whole sales cycle is, but when you know from the time, okay, they subscribed to my email list then, so they opted in, they're a warm lead, to the time that that sale closed, knowing that number is really, really helpful in planning out your big picture strategy, your big picture view of, okay, well, if it takes someone three months from the time that they opt into me till they are a buyer, I have a better idea of how my cash flow is going to go. I always ask myself then too, am I attracting aligned clients? When I'm getting on these calls, are these actually clients that can afford me, that know what I do, the value, the service that I provide? Am I attracting those dreamy clients or am I attracting clients that just aren't my people? And that will happen. You're not going to have 100% of the people that you get on calls with be aligned with you. And that's okay. That's what you're doing. You're trying to figure out if it's a good fit mutually. Because I know I've gotten on calls with clients before that have product-based businesses. That's not my zone of genius. And I like to think that I'm clear about that in my messaging, but there are times occasionally where a product-based business will set up a consultation with me and that's okay. And then what I can do is because I've built my network so much, I can then refer them out. I can refer them to someone who's better equipped to provide them the resources that they need. I always look back too and go, what did I launch? What did I launch this past quarter? You know, what flopped? What was a success? Because in business, especially if you are selling a service, there will be things that flop. Silent launches are real. I still have silent launches. And guess what? It's just data. 
And what I encourage you to do, if you have a silent lunch, don't burn everything down. It's okay. They happen. What I encourage you to do is just make one or two small tweaks. Tweak your messaging a little bit. Tweak the colors. Do some A to B testing. And really hone in and figure out, okay, where were those gaps? And then how can I work to fill those gaps? And lastly, what were my daily non-negotiables? What were those income-producing activities? How was I spending my time? Was I spending it on things that were actually nurturing, those that were already in my world? Or am I already always out there chasing shiny objects? So once we've done kind of the look back, I always like to then look ahead. And again, I really am intentional about breaking it down by quarter. At the beginning of the year, I give myself an overarching like, okay, here's what I think the year is going to look like. And then quarterly, I really dive into the nitty gritty. So I always like to know, okay, what is my primary focus going to be this quarter? What is that one focused area? Because what happens if you're not focused, you're chasing shiny. You're spending your time everywhere. You're doing all of the things. And this is where you start to lose control and you get overwhelmed and then nothing's working. And then you're, you're upset because it's like, oh my gosh, nobody knows I exist. And then the cycle repeats, right? No, remember, you're the CEO. You need to be focused. So where is your primary focus going to be? And then once we know what our primary focus is, I always like to establish, okay, what's my freebie going to be? What is my offer? Like, what am I actually going to be selling this month? What will the runway be leading up to that? Do I need a new lead magnet? Do I need a new opt-in? Or do I just need to do a better job promoting the one that I already have? And I always like to look too, like, okay, this is my goal. Here is my goal revenue target. Do my offers and does my current pricing, does this support those goals? Because you're not going to hit your goal if you don't have a product suite that supports it. And then really diving into, okay, what opportunities exist for improvement and how can I better handle those objections? Again, use the data like we talked about a little bit earlier in order to really focus, focus down on what's to come. I like to dive in and ask myself, you know, are all of my SOPs, those standard operating procedures updated? Are those workflows updated? Do I need to outsource anything? Are there opportunities for additional automation? And then also really establishing like, how has my communication with my team been? Are there any recurring issues that need addressed? Are there roles and responsibilities established? How is that communication going between the team? And then what is my current capacity for expansion? Just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should. It's really, really easy to get sucked up into doing all of the things when you're running a business. But just because you can does not mean that you should. And then finally, I like to look overall, kind of big picture, what investments do I want to make? 
where am I going? What is my overall trajectory for my business? I'm not investing in where I am now. I'm investing in where I want to go, the place that I want to be. What investments would help me get there? Would it be attending a conference? Would it be going to a retreat? Would it be getting a new mentor? Would it be outsourcing something within the business? I always like to ask myself, what do I want to learn? Where are those gaps in myself, in my skill set? What do I want to learn? Do I need to spend time doing some professional development? Who do I want to be collaborating with and getting into their world? Are there upcoming events that I want to attend? And then this last one, what are those crazy big ideas? What is that crazy vision that logically will make no sense whatsoever? I want you to dream big, like stupid big, like crazy, crazy, big, big. Like, you know, what do you want to do? What is your overall purpose? What do you see if you were to wake up tomorrow morning living your absolute best life, having everything you wanted? What does that look like? Get really clear on that and write it down and revisit that every single day. I actually have mine written on my whiteboard in my office so that I see that. I see that big dream every single day. And that way, when I go through one of those rough spots in business, because they happen, it keeps me going. It keeps me going because there's proof out there that it's possible. There are other people already doing the things that I dream of doing. And if I keep consistent, if I have that innermost, like, you know what? I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to do it. There's no doubt in my mind that I will achieve that goal. So it's really putting it out there. It's putting it out there to make your brain take notice. Like, hey, this is kind of important to me. I should probably take some steps to make it a reality. I know it sounds weird, but it works. So I would love to invite you, if you found this episode helpful, if you go to the show notes, you will see a link to download your own quarterly business review. This is an eight-page guide literally outlining every single thing I just walked you through. So make sure you go back to this episode and listen to it a couple times and really start to hone in on, okay, let's be more strategic on how we're using that time and energy. Because taking the time to review these areas, they help you identify the gaps in your business so that you can make the money you want to create the impact you desire. All right, until next time, embody your inner CEO. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 